This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-3620. That's 800-261-3620. Friday. Okay, I don't know. I can promise you happy today. But as perhaps already you might have detected, it sounds like a better bet than some of the other days this week. Still, I'm going to stop short of promising you happy. But I can promise you less tense because Guru Jay has come to accept, not like, but accept that the people's will will be done. But what will be done? Well, what will be done will be done, but what will be done? And I know it's happening, and now I accept that there's almost nothing about it I can do. So what will happen? That's a real question. This is a real show on the Blaze Radio Network, Excelsior. I wish to welcome you, my friend, my dear friend, and you are. Hope you want to be, but you are, my dear friend and partner, our radio family here on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Jay Severin, and I want to thank the the very, very superior court bailiff, Brian Knoll, for pointing out that indeed this is the court of truth. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. We now call to order this court of truth. And I beckon you, you who have word, who have business before this court of truth, draw nigh and ye shall be heard via 1-888-900-3393, 1-888-900-3393 via Twitter at J-A-Y underscore S-E-V-E. R-I-N. Draw nigh, I say unto you, draw nigh, and ye shall be heard. Justice J presiding, welcome, justice now being served, but only until 11, then we switch to the lunch menu, here on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, I'm not going to pretend that I'm ashamed of this story. Although, as an earthling I am, I'm not going to pretend that this story doesn't exist, because it does. 
And every once in a while, it not so much behooves one, but truly benefits one to be confronted with a story that ill serves one's interests so that you guys can see whether I try to bury it or whether I lead with it. And I'm going to lead with it because what we do here is very toss. What we do here is news. What we do here is the Civic Circus Maximus. I draw your attention to the man in the silk top hat and fine red tail coat in the center ring. Me, your ringmaster, your ringmaster debater, Jay Severin. And I say to you, okay, does this change everything? What is this? This is a front-page National Enquirer story that, as by now you know, and you are about to experience a sharp intake of breath and credulity if you don't know, the National Enquirer uh, asterisk, the National Enquirer claims that Ted Cruz, the sexpot Ted Cruz, the known hound dog Ted Cruz, is either having or has had, I don't know the recency factor on this, I don't know the proximity factor one to the other vis-a-vis their claim, but the bottom line, the headline is this, Ted Cruz You have to pick the verb tense until we know it. I don't know. I'm very confused. As a grammarian, I need to know whether to say had, has had, is having, will have. I don't know if it's the past, the pluperfect. I don't know what tense it is. But the National Enquirer says Ted Cruz has had five, count them, five extramarital affairs while married to his wife. You are, believe it or not, hearing correctly. I don't know that what you're hearing is correct, but what you are correctly hearing is that the National Enquirer is reporting, and so is every other media organ in America and around the world, that a magazine, a tabloid, a sleazoid magazine, asked is reporting a sex scandal involving Ted Cruz. Five women, not his wife. Now, I want quickly to go to this because Caleb and others have notably and honorably come to rushed to Ted's defense by way of discrediting, by way of, by way of their instincts, and that is impeach the witness. And that's exactly the right instinct. Impeach the witness. The witness in this case is the National Enquirer. There's only one problem that that we have with this. Um, The National Enquirer, sleazoid market tabloid, you know, baby born with five heads, uh, returned to mother secretly on Mars, exchanged for baby with seven heads. Okay, that's that's what they had last week on the front page. 
I, I just made that up, but I know you know it could have been, right? Yes, the National Enquirer. But the National Enquirer, well, let me put it this way. What's the biggest sex scandal of last century? It's Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, who broke it exclusively. The National Enquirer. What are the biggest sex scandals of public persons in the last two centuries, meaning all of last century and so far this one? Clinton Lewinsky, who broke it? The Inquirer. What about Tiger Woods, who broke it? The Inquirer. What about John Edwards' mistress, the videographer? The Inquirer broke it. What about the fact that he impregnated her and they had a baby? The Inquirer broke that story. What about the fact that Jesse Jackson had multi-mistry and with at least one had a little bastardo? Jesse Jackson, man of God, man of the cloth. Who broke that story? The National Enquirer did. Every major awful, sleazy, but in the end, true. You know why we know it's true? Because they're still in business. And if you reported that the President of the United States was bonking the chubby intern and using her as a flesh humidor and it wasn't true, You think maybe you'd get sued? You think maybe you'd get sued successfully for defamation? Maybe if you made those allegations against John Edwards, Jesse Jackson, uh, against, I I could go on and on and on, Tiger Woods. They broke these stories because people know they will carry the story. People know if they go with a story like this to the New York Times, The New York Times will not print it, unless, of course, it's a Republican who's alleged to have been doing this. They'll print that shite in a second, in a New York second. But they're not going to print it if it's a Democrat. And they don't print it. But you know who does? The National Enquirer. And you know how many hundreds of lawyers and law firms and threats and how many Millions of dollars in legal action have been threatened and applied against the National Enquirer to try and shut them down, shut them up, shun them, shame them, stop them. A lot. And you know how many people have succeeded in doing that? Zeroski. None. And you know why? Because every report they've reported is in essence true or true enough that they can't be sued because all you need to know about libel law in America is that truth is an absolute defense. Let me say without prejudice to this case, without prejudice to today's allegation about Ted Cruz, I am talking about history. I am saying thus far and without including today's prospectively huge story, allegation about my guy, Ted Cruz, leaving that aside for a moment, though just for a moment, all of those other stories, nobody sued, nobody sued successfully because you know 
what I know about American libel law. Truth is an absolute defense. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. The attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-3620. That's 800-261-3620. The Jay Severin Show. On the Blaze Radio Network, Dr. Sebastian on the flight controls this afternoon. We're discussing this in the break, and he is putting to me, so that I don't forget, a number of great questions that we need to ask. And that is, what about this story? Who covers it? Who doesn't? You know, is there such a thing as, quote unquote, journalists who say, I don't care if this Ted Cruz sex story is true. This paper is not going to this paper. This network is not going to report this. But boss, it's true. And everyone else is going to have it. Don't we want to put at least one reporter on it? No, we're not printing filth. Boss, but is it filth if it's true? Yes, it can be filth and it can be true and we ain't printing it. Okay, there will be papers who do that and they'll sell fewer newspapers uh, this week than their competitors because they won't do that. God bless them. They make their own decisions. But the business of business being business, most people will ask only, are we going to get sued? This is going to get kicked up the ladder from reporter to uh, uh, editor to managing editor to publisher who's finally going to say, Ed, tell me, are we going to get sued here? No, I mean, don't don't let don't let this paper print something that is both sleazy and wrong. So that's what's happening or happened all over America today. You want a laboratory example of journalism, of twerking journalism? Here it is. Do you report it or not? Do you, do you report it or not? And if not, why not? one 888 I have another question. Do you report it, if not, why not, if you believe it to be true? Or if it, if it meets the standard criteria for being printable, which generally means several other sources are printing it. Do you print it or not? And if not, why not? Don't you almost have to print it if you're for Ted Cruz? Don't you have to be even more careful if you're against Ted Cruz? Do you print it or not? And if not, why not? I have another question. Now that that question has largely been answered, mateys, it has. Ted Cruz finished a speech in Wisconsin two hours ago. The press was there, of course. 
And, of course, the first question was, Senator Cruz, is the Inquirer story true? Do you deny it? Do you deny it in part? Do you deny it in whole? Do you deny it utterly? Give us a comment. That's it. That's it. Best and brightest. You you know this game now. You know this game. The ice is broken. The headline is there. there there's a certain, a very certain, predictable choreography to this. Almost as certain as Barack Obama's totally unchoreographed, unpracticed tango in Argentina. Isn't that amazing how how uh, the president got up and danced a, a fair, uh, you know, man's... I mean, for being half black, uh, you know, I, I would expect Barack Obama would in areas of of certain gifts that he claims to enjoy by virtue of ethnicity, um, you know, like he claims to have game and all these other things. I just, I just thought he was stiff and awful, but this wasn't dancing with the stars. This was dancing with the star. And isn't it amazing he was able to stand up and dance the tango with a, a professional tangoid just like that without any practice that's an amazing thing isn't that this is a talented guy we're talking about he doesn't care whether you get blown up at airports but he sure cares whether he makes the turn on the four beat when he is performing the tango with a stranger totally without choreography or practice okay what about this story is it true or not you know what that's a question for far lesser shows than ours because we'll never know if it's true. If Ted Cruz came out tonight and said it's true, that would be the closest we could come to knowing it's true. And even then, we wouldn't know if it's really true. We'd only know that Ted said it's true. Now, of course, I'm being very extreme here to illustrate a point. Why would he ever say that unless it were true and made it part of a confession that he thought would be cleansing and, 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 and helpful? But short of Ted Cruz saying it's true, which I'm going to come as close as I can ever say to, that's never going to happen. It could, but I'll say it again. That's never going to happen, is my guess. What? How true do you want to get? What, are, the, the National Enquirer, there's an absolute pattern to this. They don't want to sell one magazine this week. They don't want to be one story tonight. They want to blow your socks off. And you know what they do? They do what the terrorists do. This is journalistic terrorism. What they do is, like the terrorists set off one bomb, and they wait 10 minutes, and they set off another one in the same place. So they get the first responders and all the crowds. It's sequential targeting. That's That's what journalistic terrorism is. The Inquirer does it better than Al-Qaeda. What they do is they set off this bomb of a story and they shut up. And they wait for you to rush in and say, this is a lie, because they sit there and they say, is this all they got? Is this all they got? Now, if you're innocent, you could say to your staff, not only is this all they got, they don't got this. 
It's all, uh, Ted Cruz said for the record, by the way, this is garbage. It's all lies. It's totally untrue. It was created by a uh, by Donald Trump and his henchmen. And, and he or his staff named the henchman, and I happen to know that person and have known him for 25 or 30 years. Known him well. But, uh, but that's, that does not really, it's just, that's just coincidental. That's just part of the network of people that you know when you're in a certain business. That's not part of this story. I just want you to know, though, that I know a little bit whereof I speak when we're in this area. If the question is not whether it's true, Ted has said it's not true, but no one knows whether it's true. They're not going to stop it. It's for journalistic terrorism. They're going to wait till you deny it. Then they're going to hit you with the evidence if they have it. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. On the Blaze Radio Network, where we understand this stuff better than anyone, which is why I'm going to continue with it. Again, please, I know when I refresh my tweets, I'm going to see 500 of them that say, why are you doing this to Ted? I'm not doing this to Ted. I haven't done anything. We're in the, we're in the news business. We're in the truth business. The truth is not the truth about whether there's been infidelity. I'll never know. You will never know. Short of the only existing uh, definitive evidence, which is Ted Cruz stepping forth and saying it's true. And you know what? In that case, if I advise Ted Cruz still, I would say, Ted, this is really where you pay me to listen, where, where you pay me, sorry, yeah, you pay me so that you listen to me. Don't say it's five women. Say it's 105 women because you have a sickness. You get me? We all get me? If, if, if you slept with two or three women in the last five years as a senator, you're merely a pig. But if you're a medical pig, if you slept with 205 women in the last five years, then you can break down and say, see, I don't, I don't like this because I don't like what it says about my profession or his or I don't like exploiting medical conditions. But I'm saying the irony, the, the gruesome irony of circumstances like this is that you give me two laboratory cases. Give me a guy who's cheated twice or thrice. Give me a guy who's cheated 200 times in an inordinately short amount of time. And I would rather go to court, the court of public opinion or a court of law or before his wife. I would much rather plead a case where the guy has slept with 200 women than with two. Because at least it makes it so grotesque in the eyes of so many that you you have a chance to say, obviously, the guy is sick. Reasonable men and women, and especially women, 
who would never forgive you for two dalliances, if they found out you had 200 two dalliances, they would reach the almost immediate conclusion that you are sick. And I would rather defend a sick man than a pig. I know these are awful things to say. I am not saying them about Ted Cruz. I am saying them as a laboratory, necessary set of commentaries given the circumstances. Because what we have is Ted Cruz accused, the last guy in the world of whom you would ever think this or believe it, we have Ted Cruz accused of infidelity. Now, What's going to happen next? What's Ted going to do about it? As Sebastian and I were just discussing, you know, like the terrorists do sequential targeting. They're going to do journalistic terrorism, sequential monitoring. They're going to drop this story. And if they have anything, they're not, this is not everything they know. You know this. You know this. If they have anything, they're going to drop the minimum of what they've got and then wait for the flashbang of the first story. And part of that reaction to the first allegation will almost always guaranteed be the accused saying, these are lies, this is untrue, this never happened, it's a total lie, I am innocent. And the National Enquirer knows doy they know that you're going to say that right so one of two things happens they drop the story and they invite you to sue them because if you sue them you guarantee that 1000 many times people know about the story than knew about it yesterday There is absolutely every disincentive in the world for a public person to sue over a story like this. Some will, most won't. If I were advising Ted Cruz, if you were advising Ted Cruz, would you tell him to sue? Would you want the Cruz lawsuit? New new day, day number 111 in the Cruz I did not bonk five women, not my wife lawsuit. Is that what you want? on the networks and the cables three weeks before Election Day? They're not going to sue. The National Enquirer knows this. So the National Enquirer or anybody else is going to drop this bomb and they're going to wait for you to rush to the scene of the bomb and deny it. And if they have nothing else, you got your hit, you sold your newspapers, you got a billion dollars worth of free publicity, uh Ted uh, I'm sorry uh Donald Trump's friends produced a a mini or maxi boomlet of scandal for Trump at a critical time in the primaries and if it's over next week it's over next week but you know what what percentage of people will still believe it you know there will still net net there will still be a net gain for Donald Trump Will Donald Trump lose votes because he's perceived as being behind this? Yes. But out of 10 votes, he'll lose four 
and he'll gain six because Ted will lose votes. There will still be people who believe this. And God forbid that any of it is true or or not demonstrably, provably false. And when is this stuff ever absolutely provably false in people's minds? Right? What do they do? What does the National Enquirer plan to do now? Well, I'll tell you what they plan to do. Guru Jay say the National Enquirer is going to wait for this to this bomb to go off and for all of the natural chemical reactions to occur to it. And then next week on the front page of the National Enquirer uh, and on their website, probably in a few days, uh, could be the uh, first woman or the second woman or the third woman or the fourth woman or the fifth woman or a new story saying it was not five women, it was seven women. And they don't have to have a single name. They'll just say it was seven women instead. Or maybe they'll say it was only five, only five, but we have, we have the name of the woman and we have her picture. And as Sebi and I were just discussing, all they need is some desperate loser who, and I'm making this up now, okay? All they need is a desperate loser who either knows or does not know Ted Cruz and wishes she could have had an affair with Ted Cruz, right? There could be a billion different permutations to this story from Ted Cruz never laid eyes on this person, they never met, to the fact that she once was a campaign volunteer in Topeka and talked to him for five minutes and tried to email him and he didn't answer her. We don't know, we don't know what any of this is, but all you need is one person in the chain, one desperate person who maybe now loved Ted but now hates him, Or maybe always hated him. Maybe it's a functionary for the Trump campaign. All I know is this. If Donald Trump, this is hypothetical. If I'm just asking you to think along with me here. If Donald Trump were to let it be made known that any woman who has been, illicitly been with Ted Cruz is willing to tell a little tiny part of her story, he'll make sure that she never has to work a day again in her life. All you need is for the Trump organization, the Friends of Trump, that some secret guy in an underground parking garage, some secret email, some text. All you need to do is have it be known that, look, we don't know, but we know you claim that you've had an affair with this man if you have and you're willing to just tell the truth it's all we want you to do we want to be very clear we just want you to tell the truth and if you're willing to tell the truth quote unquote to the national inquirer then we'll make sure that there is one million dollars in your checking account next week or otherwise directed to you And believe me, they will have checked the backgrounds 
of these women and others to find out if anybody is in financial distress and who isn't and who wouldn't for a million dollars. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. I admire Ted Cruz more than I have any public figure. And I, I don't know. I admire him more than Ronald Reagan. I, I may admire him more, certainly as much as one, two, three people I could name in public life in my lifetime. I believe he is a Mount Rushmoreian level prospective president of the United States. It breaks my heart personally. We we wail and gnash teeth and rend garments around this house, the Severn House, when we look at each other and realize that the prospects of Ted Cruz winning the nomination are diminishing as we sit here day by day, which, by the way, precede and have nothing to do with this, uh, this uh, allegation about personal life. I say this to you to remind you that I am and have been before virtually anyone I know for years. I have been for Ted Cruz, followed him from his before his Senate campaign and since I am a Ted Cruz guy. I've got children wearing Ted Cruz T-shirts of their own volition. I've got a wife who actually has wept recently a couple of times upon the news that Ted's not doing well. Our family, our family has been made stronger by Ted Cruz, has brought us together in a shared interest of someone we see as an American, a prospective American hero. We love Ted Cruz. We admire Ted Cruz. We want each other to be like Ted Cruz. And that's why I want to make sure you know I despise this story. But what I do for a living is to analyze news, what's happening, what it means. And what we have right here is the very perfect laboratory, the very perfect laboratory of the anatomy of of an American scandal. Now, it may not go anywhere. I hope it doesn't, although it breaks my heart to say it has already gone somewhere. I can think of no circumstance under which there is a wipe-the-board-clean net walk-away plus for Ted Cruz. Ted's going to be hurt by this. I hope Trump is hurt more by a backlash, but I don't believe that net-net, that's what's going to happen. I profoundly disdain, dislike, and regret this story. But I truly live for doing my job, which is to, with you, consider 
to think and to analyze the physics of this, the anatomy of a scandal. How does it happen? Where does it start? What role does journalism play? What role does law play? What role does media play? What role does politics play? This is a quintessentially American melodrama. Now, it may be gone tomorrow, and I hope it is. But what we have encountered here together is a moment of history, even if it does go away tomorrow. What we are encountering here together is a moment of teachable American history, which has occurred in other forms and will again occur. But this moment will never again occur. We have the opportunity right now to ask ourselves and each other questions such as we are simply not challenged with in other areas of our lives. And it's fascinating stuff. I mean, it starts with, is Ted innocent or not? I believe so. But were it only that simple, right? There are so many other elements to this right now. What will become of this, if anything? How is it happening? Who's reporting it? Who's responsible? Why? What does it mean? The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Do you know, everybody loses and maybe wins here. I know that so many of us who are also Ted Cruz supporters are cursing me for giving this story any attention. But I must or never speak to any other story's attention with any credibility ever again, by opening the wound, cleaning it out, explaining how it happens, trying to make sure it doesn't get infected. I'm doing what I can to explain how this works so that reasonable people can dismiss it. We are still, however, dealing, and the problem of infection remains because we are still dealing with the fact that plagues even Ted Cruz and ironically the reason that he's loved and the reason I love him and the reason you love him if you do and the reason he's running and the irony is the politicians have driven the politicians down so deep in our esteem that we are always willing to believe the worst aren't we And so even those of us the most loyal to candidate A or B or C or X or Y or Z will say, no, I I believe my man. You know, I believe my man. And yet in the back or the front of our brains is the thought, I have had my heart broken so many times. Am I really sure Am I really sure, without knowing anything, 
that I can absolutely put my heart, my soul, my brain, my guts, my belief behind someone on their word alone. Can I do that? I think Ted Cruz is a person behind whom we can do that because God help us if we can't do it for Ted Cruz. Will we ever? Very toss. Welcome back. As I say today, I, I don't know quite how to feel. I wanted to promise happy, uh, I, uh, but I think I've only entered some kind of uh, kind of semi-languid state where I've been beaten around so much by myself and by the facts this week. I'm beginning to accept that my limited reach on the process is what it is, and what will be done will be done. And it's happening, and I'm not sure I'm able to stop it or fine-tune it. So I wonder what you think will happen. I'm Jay Severin. I love this job. I love you. You're my partners. We are the Blaze Radio Network. one 3393 one What's going to happen? Will a week from now, today's story... The infidelity allegations against, can't believe I'm saying this, against Ted Cruz. Will allegations of serial infidelity against Ted Cruz be a speed bump, an ugly, ugly speed bump in the rearview mirror, utterly unsubstantiated, and maybe with a tremendous blowback, backlash against Donald Trump, who will be seen, correctly or otherwise, as the source of this. That's the best for which can be hoped, it seems to me. But my experience tells me that may be a little bit too much to hope for. What do you think? What do you make of this? How do you think this nets out? And I know it's an unfair question because... You've only known of the story for three hours. So how do you know? How do we know? How do we know what anyone's going to say? How do we know what Ted will say next? How do we know what Trump will say next? How do we know whether the National Enquirer, and this is the ugliest part of it, how do we know that the National Enquirer doesn't have one, two, three, count with me, How do we know they don't have in the bag testimony, sworn testimony from two women, five women? How do we know that? We don't know that. And would they go to press with this, given its volatility, if they were just hanging themselves out to dry? Would they do this on the basis of having nothing at all to show for proof? That's what worries me. And yes, something selfish worries me. 
and there ought to be many other things I'm thinking of on Good Friday. But something very selfish worries me. And I'm going to include you against your will or otherwise. Something ought to worry you. Whether or not you support Ted Cruz, you're an American. These are people seeking to lead us as President of the United States. And what worries me is, on the occasion of virtually all former allegations, Gary Hart, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, Hillary Clinton, John Edwards, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, I I mean, I, I can't remember the names. It's my business, and I can't remember the names. On the occasion of every other allegation, they turned out to be to some degree or some awfully worse degree true. If ever in my lifetime there was one that you could say is not true, I'm standing up for Ted Cruz and saying this one is not true. I'm saying it now. It's not true. I'm also saying to you, because I will never lie to you, that a part of my lizard brain says to me, I also know the media have spent my life in it, and I know that the National Enquirer or nor any other publication is going to go to print with nothing, nothing in its wallet. This is all you've got. All you've got is an allegation from one unnamed person. That's what you've got. My dear friends, I don't believe that's all they've got. And I don't believe that whatever they've got will necessarily be enough. But I certainly believe they probably have more. And the question is, what is more? How much more is required for people to believe allegations like this? It makes me feel sick. It makes me feel sick. But we do not run and we do not hide from these stories. In fact, by analyzing them and laying out how this stuff works, we make ourselves stronger in our efforts to defend our guy, if Ted is your guy, and he is certainly my guy. Jerry from North Carolina, we can get started, but we'll have to interrupt soon. Jerry dropped, sorry. All right, I'll tell you what, even in that 30 seconds or so, um, let me say we ought to break early. Seb, a good idea? We ought to break early, and we will come back, and hopefully... Our guest from Florida will still be there and join you at one 888 on a very, very major campaign day. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. And these are my partners. Among the best on Twitter, among the best on the phone, is MC Abbe Normal. Welcome back. Hey, Jay. How are you? My, how you doing, my friend? Good, good. Uh, what a week, huh? Crazy. Um, I know. Listen, what, do you do? I, I was, what do you do for an encore, huh? I don't know. Look, you know, a lot of stuff's come to my head while I was sitting here listening and, you know, over the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, I want to give a shout-out to Rance Out Loud because uh, I was playing around with him and we we were kind of tag-teaming the guy earlier today on Twitter. <laughs> Rance um, is great. Yeah. But um, you know what? This is one of the reasons I listen to your show. Uh, you were the first guy that actually came out and said uh, and started talking about what was going on with the with the uh, with the immigration crisis in 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 Europe, and it sent chills down my spine. You know, and uh, thank you. And I and and I like your um, your 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 you know from the the political thing with this whole thing. To me, this is so uh, predictable. You know, do I believe that Donald Trump is is beyond planting something? No, I don't. But you know what? It all comes down, and this is kind of what you know was going on earlier with Rance today. Is uh, it comes down to one thing? I I support Ted Cruz 100%. I voted for Ted Cruz in Florida. Um, I believe he would be the best president in the United States, probably in my lifetime. you know, but the fact of the matter is, is, uh, you know what, if it comes, push comes to shove and I know Trump is ruthless. I mean, the guy's ruthless, but I would have to vote. for. You mean he has no Ruth, a man with a billion dollars has no Ruth. Yeah. I think he's, he, I think he's just, he's a, he's a, he's off of Donald Trump. And, and, um, you know, when people were talking about how, you know, he was just in the, in the way running interference for, for Hillary, like no way this guy is his ego is so massive but he, there's something that he does well he manipulates the media yeah. okay so th- this stuff comes out against uh, about um heidi and then all of a sudden the next day the very next day now all of a sudden we've got a sex scandal involving ted now yeah you know what that, can we that, take one me, step back most... can we take sure. one step back sure if and, uh, I, and I, I just mean this to underscore your very astute point about your 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 sniff your instinct about trump imagine if trump and i've always said this i mean i mean i i don't and i don't think i'm going to end up bragging on it because i think the chances are small but i've always said i believe in redemption and i maybe you heard me say i'm willing to forgive trump for everything prior to the day he declared that he was running you know for president all forgotten. I believe in redemption. Suppose Trump turns out to be, and I'm just asking people to slide with me on this for a second. Imagine if Trump turns out to be conservative and Trump too. He would be George Washington. Yeah, well, you know what? Now, I don't see <laughs> how, kind of funny. you know, I don't see how he could possibly be George Washington or be conservative, or be thought of that way. But if you go along with my theory, however crackpot, if you're willing to take him at his word as to what he is since the day he declared, I know it's naive, but I may have to end up voting for him. And if I do, I'm going to have to believe 
that he's going to be better than Clinton. And suppose he turns out to be what we kind of idealized him to be at the beginning. He could be dynamite in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We had a, a B actor. He was pretty good. Why not a game show host? Okay. It, it so I'm sorry to interrupt. Be better than that. It would certainly be better than that son of a mailman um, <laughs> that is nothing but a Democrat just trying to just trying to throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing. Uh, but it, but it goes right back to the same thing. To me, I watch this and I look at it. It's predictable. I, I know it. And, and you should have seen anybody with any brain should have seen this coming, because guess what? We're in hardball season. And I will say this. And, and this kind of crossed my mind with Trump. Trump uses the same kind of tactics as the Democrats use. <laughs> I mean, it's, this is Saul Alinsky stuff all the way along. along. Pick yep. the target, yep. freeze it. Boom. Pick the target, freeze it. And that's exactly what they're doing with, with Ted Cruz. And the only thing where you can hit Ted Cruz to hurt him is his integrity because that's where his strength is and everybody knows that's it. Right. So if you can destroy his, that, if he, then, if he has then an Achilles you take heel. him out of the picture. If he has an Achilles heel and the whole point of Achilles heel was that in mm-hmm. Achilles' entire body, everything was iron, you know. Nothing, nothing was vulnerable except right. the tip Stamp of his heel. And so unless there is an Achilles heel there, and I don't believe it, I don't, you know, I'm based on what I know right now, uh, which is nothing, you know, which is a, the only thing that worries me is what I know is a source that's been right every time that has made an outrageous allegation and they've been right every time. That's what scares me. Yeah, that, that, and I, and I, I'm with you there, but you know, you also brought up the the good point that it doesn't really matter what the truth is. Even if it is untrue, how many people are going to believe it? And that's the problem all along with watching Ted Cruz to with Ted Cruz to be where he's at on the, on the magic road to 1237. He's done remarkably well, considering that he gets no press coverage. They and 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 Trump gets as much free as he can. And this, I think, and I'm looking at it. If you add up Cruz's delegates and Trump's delegates, guess where you're at? You're almost there. You follow? Yeah, you're at zero. So yeah, you're at, you're at zero. You know what they said today? You know what the rumor? We didn't even. I can't believe we didn't even get to this today, Abs. But there is a new rumor out of the RNC. That when this is the thing that I just wish, I'm not going to get any credit for this, and the people who do give me credit for it are going to hate me for it because I was the bearer of bad tidings. I'm going to be the National Enquirer here, you know, this whole process in the end. But no one, everybody who talks about the rules, like, well, everyone's bound to their guy on the first ballot and then. Or you have to win at least state states to be considered and then. There are no rules. All of the rules expire with the previous, with the expiration of the previous convention. They hold over some rules. They sunshine most of them or sunset most of them. There are right now, there is not a single rule appertaining to the Republican National Convention. Not one. And every one, not one. And every one of them can be changed uh, 15 times in the next 24 hours or in the 24 hours preceding or during the convention. There are no rules. And so right now, I heard today that the establishmentarians of the party uh, are going to say, we have a new rule. The rule is 
you try your hardest, and you get to the convention. And if you haven't gotten 1237 by the convention, we wipe away everything, and everyone starts from zero. Son of a mailman. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And you must be son of an Einstein, because that's exactly right. And, you know, everyone said, well, they can't do that. They can do whatever they want. So, yeah, but if they did that, well, okay, yeah, if they did that, a lot of bad things could happen. Yes, but don't tell yes, me they could Yes, but again, it all goes back they to that do very simple premise. Yeah, it goes back to that very simple premise that, you know what, a lot of these establishmentarians would rather have Hillary in there anyway because it protects Absolutely. See, uh, you know, Guru Jay, a year and a half ago. These people would rather lose with Hillary than win with sure. someone they do not control. Yep. Yep. Period. I get it. All right. Well, listen, I thank Jay, you for I your call. call. I have to in. be looking at my exit here. Thank you so much right. for your uh, consistently wonderful uh, and contributory uh, tweets and for your calls when you deign to make them like today. Uh, folks, All we right. have another thank half you, hour sir. together. And thank you very much again. And again, um, we still have a lot of road to cover in the next half hour. And we have to be hopeful, even prayerful. We've got ourselves a fix. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And you are my partners, one 3393 on the Blaze Radio Network, where you will hear it right and hear it first, including there are no rules. Everyone you hear talking about the rules of the convention are ill-informed. I'm trying to think of a polite way to say it. It's okay. There really aren't very many people alive, including me, who know about this stuff. One of the reasons I don't know the rules is I can't know the rules because there are no rules. The rules of each convention, there's one rule. The rule is there's no rules. The rule is the rules of each convention sunset. That means they expire, they die, they go away with the expiration of each convention. Now, they keep many. There are hundreds, maybe thousands of rules. And they meet, and maybe they say, you know what, we're going to keep all the rules from last time except for these three. But sometimes those one or two or three or five or 15 make all the difference in the world. And I have a feeling this is going to be one of those times. Because... Do you really think that the people who control the RNC want an open convention? Do you? Now, again, there are two choices. Do you think the people who control the Republican National Committee, do you think they prefer, A, and we're not not on this show. We don't have any listeners who say, well, gee, I don't know. Maybe they have no preference. 
No, there are other shows for you. This is not the one. What is the preference, that is to say, the fascistic level control of the process such that they are going to have a a contested convention or b an uncontested that is to say predetermined convention before the convention opens a or b if you're listening to this show you don't know the answers but you know the questions I don't know the answers, but I know the questions, and we know a couple answers. Here's one. The answer to this binary equation, do the people running the Republican Party want an open convention or a convention predetermined before it opens? We know the answer. We know the cosmic absolute answer, answerable as few answers in the cosmos are answerable, which is definitively, immediately. And the answer is they want, they have contrived for, they have blown things up, they have perverted the process, they have, they have promoted John Kasich, they have done a hundred things you and I will never know about in order to make B, I'm sorry, to make A occur, an open, sorry, a brokered, can see, whiz, a brokered convention. There is no way this convention will not be brokered. And I tell you that, including and anticipating your very astute question. Okay, wise guy, Jay, suppose somebody gets 1237 before the convention gavels to action. That's a good question. And the answer is the same. They will go around it. They will change the rule. Nobody's going to get 1237. We broke this on this show seven weeks ago, long before anyone else. And thank God we did, because how ashamed I'd be if someone else did, that we knew before anybody else knew that Project 1236 was in effect, that that was the truth, that was Veritas, and that the Republican National Committee was throwing its full weight behind the opposite of what most people think they're doing and what they're telling you they're doing. They're not trying to come to the convention united behind a candidate. They are throwing the entire weight open and secret, all of the money, all of the power behind the notion that they will get to Cleveland with no nomination, no nominee. And believe me, no one's getting to 1237 before the convention. And if they do, they will change it. And today it was floated for the first time that if someone gets there with 1237, they're still going to change it. But worse, even more ominous, if somebody gets there because that's not going to happen. So theories about what's not going to happen are interesting, but stupid. Theories about what could really happen are far more interesting. And the theory about what could really happen is this, that Trump and or Cruz arrive with lots of delegates, but not 1237. Everyone assumed that what would then occur 
is that the Republican convention would 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 uh, you know manipulate things such that they would get somebody new in there, right? All that's right, but that Trump and Cruz would at least start with the delegates they had. There is now today, and as yet unsubstantiated, and I don't think it will ever be. I don't think it can be substantiated fully, <clears throat> but there is a perfectly logical ugly, vile rumor that the Republican National Committee has this in mind. That they're going to say, if you arrive at the convention and you don't have 1237, nice try. You're off the board. You start from zero. Nice try. All of those people who voted for you, had yard signs, went to parades, voted, all that quaint Americana stuff, That's all very sweet, but it means nothing because you didn't get 1237. See the beauty of this for them? If you do get 1237, they F you. If you don't get 1237, they F you. Either way, the beauty of it for them is they F you. So if Trump or Cruz arrive with 1236, they're going to say, ah, damn, nice try. You're out of it. We all start from zero now. And that's what gives them what they want. Uh, A Paul Ryan, John Kasich ticket. Think I'm kidding? Until further notice, Guru Jay say, Paul Ryan, John Kasich. There are other names. Mitt Romney. Heb. Heb Bush. Uh, And others. It's Ryan Kasich they want. That's why they're doing this. And that's why everyone is quite correct who says, maybe Trump didn't leak this story about Ted Cruz and the five other wives. Maybe, maybe Trump is just jumping on it and trying to take advantage of it. Either way, until we see where this goes... And there is furious planning going on, not just in the Cruz office right now, how do we defend this? But 50% of the planning in the Cruz office is, will we have to defend this? How far will Trump decide it is to his advantage to take this? You don't know. Tonight, tonight, Donald Trump could go on Fox He could go on O'Reilly or Hannity tonight and say, you know what? I really want to call a truce. This has all gone too far with wives and families and and, uh, loyalty and infidelity. And I, I I just think it's time to draw the line. And Ted, let's let bygones be bygones. Let's forget about this stuff. Okay? Let's start anew. Which, by the way, would be sinister and vile, and politically brilliant. Because Ted would still be bleeding from several wounds, but Trump would get to look like he was there putting Band-Aids on it. If I were advising Trump, that's what I'd advise him to do. But that's why I'm not in that business anymore. Jim from Minnesota, thank you for your patience. Hey, how you doing, Jay? Hey, Jim. 
I'm not sure you're going to get to me, so I thought, you know, I put it on speakers. So I had a, a little delay there. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So how's uh, life going for you? Well, pretty well, but I'll tell you, we only have about a minute. So now that okay, you sure. asked, no let's use this as a break to put you back on hold sure. so that you actually okay. get your time because I don't want you to be cut off in mid-sentence. Stay exactly where you are. I hope you will. Sebi, let's take an early break and come back and award the floor to Jim from the great state of Minnesota. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. We are the Blaze Radio Network, you and I. 1-888-900-3393. If I, well, I couldn't forget, but if I run out of time, I hope that if Easter means something to you, I'm not being condescending. I mean, it is, after all, America 2016. If Easter is meaningful to you and to your family. I hope that you have time and wherewithal to gather your thoughts and those you love and rarer still those who love you. I speak for myself here and reflect on what it means and to bask in it and to regarded as the rebirth, as I understand it, it is intended to represent a refreshing, a renewing, a rebirth, a new chance, a new day. And love is at the bottom of that. Not delegates. Not politics. I love you and I thank you for this. All right. Thanking you for your continued patience, Jim from Minnesota. Jim. Hey, how you doing, Jay? I'm doing well. We need to get right to it, Jim. Okay. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, you know, I was telling you that I was thinking about running for uh, office. And uh, uh-huh. Mama put the wife put the kibosh on that. So, uh, <laughs> I said I'm... Yeah, I said I'm building my business, and it's growing by leaps and bounds. In fact, I'm going to Good for you. On there, there are better ways to go bankrupt than running for office. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I for sure. But, uh, yeah, the good Lord's been blessing my business. It's been a tough end of the year. My father passed uh, on Christmas Eve. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but he was, he was suffering for years for Alzheimer's, so it's kind of a team not suffering anymore. It's tough to lose them. There's the dad-son thing that only dads and sons understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, everything else is going very well as far as, you know, the the Lord has been blessed in my business and my my family and my wife and I are getting ready. I'm happy for the report. Have you by chance any commentary on civics? On what? Civics. Politics. Current events. Oh. News. Oh yes, politics. Well, you know, the say, campaign. I'm definitely, uh, 
Oh, I'm definitely for Cruz, and I'm definitely disgusted with Donald as far as this latest thing going after Heidi. That's just, I mean, of course, that's a pattern. What, of, do you, what, do you, uh, what if anything, as as of this moment, do you think this um, allegation against Ted will uh, net out? I think it's a bunch of crap, and it's not going to pan out at all. I mean, the you know, the Trump butts, you know, Trump butts, the Trumpsters are going to love it, but like I said, pretty much everybody else is just going to uh, give it the back of their hand, I think. Jim, I appreciate the call. I want to fit in Glenn, who waited as long as you do. Please call again. Glenn from Wisconsin, I understand you were at a TED rally earlier today. Yes, that is correct, Jay. It started about 10.30 Central Time, and uh, I assume the allegations must have come out before that. Um, Ted never broke a sweat, never missed a mark, uh, made sure he greeted all the children, uh, answered all the questions we had. And uh, I, I guess I can vouch she is definitely having an affair, but her name is Heidi. She was there, too, and uh, <laughs> for two of them, <laughs> they define the word marital bliss. Uh, Glenn, I think it was at the end of your rally that we saw, that I saw, that most of America saw uh, Ted's first response to this ugly rumor. Right, right. And uh, denying it outright, I'm sure. Uh, I, I always wonder if, uh, yeah, Donald might be behind it, but there's a lot of other people that would love to see Donald uh, become yep. the nominee, yep. people like George Soros and that bunch. There's too many things for for most people who don't figure this out full-time for a living, Glenn, to figure out. I mean, we have to admit. Like this thing about the picture, you know, the, the naked, the, the semi-naked picture of Mrs. Trump. I mean, that was posted by not a pro Ted group that was posted by an anti-Trump group, though it said at the end, vote for Ted. So now everyone thinks it's a Ted group. But the, the anti-Trump PACs, any PAC could say anything they want. And Ted is still prohibited by federal law from contacting them or commenting or trying to affect in any way what they say, whatever they are. And people don't believe that or they don't understand it. And so we get the back and forth and, um, well, folks, I, Glenn, I'm sorry, and Jim, too, that we've run out of time. It's going to be a big weekend and even bigger if this scandal finds any purchase. On the Blaze Radio Network.